episode 216, Chad Discusses iMovie. This is the Aircast for the week of April 28, 2013. From Aircast.com. Welcome to the Aircast. Hey, welcome back to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742. Note that I'm not even saying welcome to. I'm just going to assume that I have my little, my tribe. I'm going to adopt that hip tribe term that became popular in 2007 and say, I've got my tribe here of Aircast listeners. And here we are. Um, yeah, this, we've got, so we finally are doing listener feedback week from like, this is like a month overdue. Chad's call is coming up in just a minute. And he comments on audacity and, and my switching over to audacity, which I'm using right now. So here's, here's what I've done from a technology side, just super briefly. This realistically is about as quiet as I can get the Aircast studio to be. Um, there is one thing on in the background on the other side of the basement here. Um, it's probably the printer or uh, the old e-machines that's running as a file server. So I can hear a little bit of fan noise from across the room, but the uh, Windows 8 uh, HP Pavilion that's behind me is basically silent, which is cool. I've got fluorescent lights on, but maybe causing an electrical hum, but uh, they're not doing anything audible. Um, there's no furnace. There's no separate boiler. Chloe is asleep. Ruth and Candela are gone. So this is about as quiet as the... Here, let's listen to the sounds of silence. So there you go. That is as, that's as, as quiet as the house gets, um, realistically, without really building the studio. And I mention all that because Chad's going to talk about some of the audacity quality changes and things. And one of the things that I did was, um, in the early attempts at recording, I was using Audacity's compression settings. Remember, we've talked many times about compression, and I've been a huge fan of compression. The notion of compression not being taking your file size and making it smaller, but making the loud parts quieter and the quiet parts louder to kind of even out what you're listening to. And I usually have done that with the Aircast under Adobe Audition, but Audacity has different filters and things. It's just, it's, you can't push the same button and get the same result. So I think what Chad was hearing were some of the weird artifacts from that, because um, I ended up compressing the entire file. And then on the outro with the music, as it kind of, you know, swoops in and out and stuff, and you get these weird whooshing sounds. And there's been some, there've been some weird audio things in 2013 for the Aircast, but, uh, what I've taken to the past few episodes, and I think I'm going to stick with this, is I don't compress it at all. So this is my same little tiny beige, super cheap mic plugged in with an eighth-inch mic jack into the, the back of the sound card of the computer. And that's all. The S's are probably a problem. Um, they probably are always a problem. And I listen to, uh, if you're into podcasting, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man has a great podcast about that and has, you know, learn how to podcast.com. He's got all these sites out there and those are good. The only thing bother isn't the right word. So I can't say the only thing that bothers me, but my, my concern is that when you're dealing with people who are really, really good at their craft, 
even without intending to, they they end up setting they they end up setting a bar that, while good, is may be intimidating and end up disengaging people. So, for instance, um, I think you know, crappy audio is bad. I'll grant you that. That's good. Fine. Okay. But there's there's a whole lot that you can do, and Ericast kind of intentionally aims for this niche. That's fine. It's not stellar, but but we aim for fine. Um, and Cliff would be more than happy to talk about microphones, and you can do the expensive mic that's you know three, four, five hundred dollars, or you can do the cheap mic that's only a hundred, and then you can put the pop filter in front of it, and this and that, and the other thing. And that's that would be that would be great. But for you, the Ericast listener. You would rather hear me at this level of quality than not hear me at all. There are lots of people that, that take that second choice. I, I understand that. But you, because you're listening, would rather hear me than not hear me at all. And the difference between hearing me like this and hearing me with an extra thousand dollars worth of equipment really doesn't matter that much. So that's, uh, so that's kind of the podcast front. So I, I set that up to, uh, to, to kind of tee up Chad's call. Um, Chad has a great call. He's concerned at the end that goes too long. It did not go too long because it gave all sorts of good information. So I'm just going to drop Chad's call in. Uh, and then um, I will... The, the only other caveat I'll say, in case you think that the podcast has gone on too long and you're listening to, to Chad and you decide to run off and try this in your own copy of iMovie, the only warning I'll give you ahead of time is that what he's talking about, and I did figure this much out about iMovie before I started ranting about everything being gone, um, what... What he's, the features he's talking about are only available if you enable the advanced features, which are off by default, and you need to go into the preferences menu and, uh, and turn those on. It's like the general tab preferences. Um, if you know to look for that and turn them back on, then you'll be fine and everything that Chad's talking about makes sense. But if you don't do that and you just have a clean iMovie 11 install, you're going to say, okay, I, I'm following his instructions precisely and it, it is not there. Yeah, you're not going crazy. It's not there. Um, Apple kind of hides that, figuring that uh, that what he and I are talking about are advanced. So uh, that's a scoop there, just so you don't, uh, in, in case you're, in case you want to play along at home. Uh, but otherwise, um, let's just uh, we'll turn it over to Chad. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Hey, Eric, this is Chad, and I um, went back to one of your previous episodes because you had done the last two um, using Audacity. And I kind of felt like the S's were just, you know, coming through a little too hard. Um, but I kind of went back, and I, I think they've kind of always been that way. However, at the very end of um, the last podcast that was the drummer, uh, the outro seemed a little tinny. So I don't know if maybe there's a difference in audacity or if there's just a setting um, for the uh, sample rate or, or whatnot, but it just seemed a little tinny to me. Um, but other than that, uh, I really didn't notice the difference going between the two episodes that you taped with Audacity uh, versus the one that you did with um, uh, the Adobe uh, technology that you were using. Um, while I went back three episodes ago, that would have been before Chasing the High, that was 208, Where'd Everything Go? You asked a question about iMovie and uh, doing a cutaway. Um, I use iMovie 11 at work. I don't have much experience with the PC, which is weird because I'm a PC guy. I'm not a Mac guy, but I do all my sound and video editing on a Mac, although I know there's perfectly good stuff on the PC nowadays, but I 
for some reason still do everything on the Mac. But um, I'm moving. I'm using iMovie 11, which is actually version 9.04, which is kind of odd. But so I'm using iMovie 11. If I just drag a video clip on top of another video clip, it asks me what I want to do. If I want to do a cutaway or a um, Let's see what the actual options are. It, it asks me if I want to do a cutaway, a replace, replace from start, replace from end, insert. So there's no menu. I just drag and drop on top of the uh, clip. And if you want to mute audio, uh, you can always, you know, um, mute the audio. Uh, you're also able to detach audio. Uh, if you right-click on the clip, uh, you can detach audio. Uh, which basically gives you an audio track and then the video track. And then you can uh, do some pretty funky things with the audio in terms of, like, uh, making it lower in some places. I don't know if you're interested, but I have, like, a little intro that I put together in which I use um, audio from various clips. And I have soundtrack, and then I have scenes going back and forth, kind of like an intro as I was playing around with iMovie. But, I mean, I use iMovie to the fullest extent that it is possible. I have not yet. I do have um, what Final Cut available to me, but I have not found the need to jump over to Final Cut Pro yet. I mean, I'm able to do lower thirds beyond the templates that are in iMovie. I, I figured out how to do uh, lower thirds. Um, but, yeah, so if you have any iMovie questions, feel free to throw them out there, and I will be happy to help you out with that. This has probably gone too long. But uh, I guess it's a little iMovie tutorial. Um, I'll keep listening. Talk later. Bye. All right. Well, thank, thanks again, Chad. Not too long. Any of the rest of you, if you want to call with a short call or a long call, all calls are good. If I think they're too long or inappropriate, I, I will edit them. So don't worry. Um, but so it's so I did what Chad said. Um, and you're thinking, well. Duh, Eric. That's what you should do. It's like, well, okay. So, so here's here's the story. Bring us way back a couple months or whatever. I had a faculty member at my place of employment who had what really was a, a, a simple task for a really good idea. She went. Um, it turns out um, that a in her field and the work that was done, there was there was historical significance to the um, gold medal flour mill, which um, I've talked about here on the podcast before. It's now the Mill City Museum where the mill had burned down, and then they rather than the, the the fire department was going to say, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just you know we'll direct the water on the." walls and knock them in for you because it's just going to have to be bulldozed and somebody from the city or historical society said no no wait wait you might think we're crazy but trust me we can still turn this into a museum and they did they kind of built the the, the glassed in box inside um, and it's it's this really cool history museum in this shell of this burned out building okay so i've talked about it before well it turns out that there's there you know hey we're doing this project or whatever and it it relates to this thing it's right here in in minneapolis so there you go Okay, so here's this great idea. Let's let's record this simple little you know stand up, like a new stand up where you stand in front of the building and say, Here, here's what's going on. Um, and there were just a couple little edits that we wanted to make, just a, just a 
just tiny little trimming uh, that would make it all make so much more sense. You know, notes on the on the iPad. Show the iPad. Well, the iPad's not going to um, show up that well, but you can do a screen grab of the same notes and then just do the picture into the pan over the picture and 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 insert that as cover. Right? It's like it's a cutaway. In the meantime, you can then trim up the the video on the on on the back, and it just it'd be right. Okay, and for the life of me, I could not find the features that Chad just talked about. Like they should be in there. I found a couple websites that say this, that, or whatever. That's how I figured out how to turn on the advanced features that I mentioned. Um, so yeah, that should work, but it didn't. And I tried dragging, whatever. Well, it turns out that the laptop I was working on at the time, because um, it wasn't mine, had some quirky settings for the click and the drag and the right click and like the trackpad settings, which are super customizable on, um, on laptops, on Apple laptops, I suppose every kind, but you know, with the extra touch pads and multi-sense and whatever. So I bet if I went back to that machine and tried to do the same thing, I would have exactly the same problems, but following Chad's instructions, Went to a machine that I knew, I understand the configuration of it, it's a nice clean profile, it hasn't had any sort of weird tinkering done with it, and it worked. Now I've only played with it for a few minutes, but it, it exactly worked. It worked just precisely as intended. So my closing reflection for the Aircast, in addition to iMovie, which is cool, but I haven't done a whole lot, I've got to sit down with Candela and, and like actually now do some editing. Say, let's record this and let's record that. Let me show you how to put this together. And frankly, what I really want to do is I really want to do it with her so that um, she can see the mechanics of editing and really do it herself. I've I've been there, done that on a whole bunch of different systems, and I may or may not um, gain a whole lot. I suppose I'm not, I'm not that old. I feel old sometimes. <laughs> so I don't... I kind of just thought of, well, gee, is there a lot of benefit to society if I end up relearning the, the nuances of, of nonlinear video editing, as we call it? But Candela, whose brain is still moldable and expandable and stuff, if we help her learn it, I think that might be really, really cool. So we can, we can get going there. But I was just, um, talking with some, some guys the other night about that, Leadership Lessons from the Dancing Guy video, which they hadn't seen, so I was able to pass that along because it kind of related to the conversation. We were able to frame that up. Well, the, the key thing that I remember from that is people follow followers, not leaders, which is which is true. I mean, it's, and it's phrased even better in the video, I suppose, but allow me to ramble, ramble on on the topic for... A few unnecessary minutes. Um, so somebody is is leading, is doing something. In that case, you've got you know someone dancing, and then someone sees that and gets up and starts, you know, dancing next to him and you know patterning the moves and you know whatever. All the subsequent people can can say, oh, all right, I can get up and duplicate what that following guy is doing. So there's a there's a there's an added value in seeing a leader, seeing something being led, some sort of initiative, getting up and saying, okay, here's what a follower of this movement does, 
because then anyone coming along behind that doesn't need to sort of discern or or mentally remap what it looks like to follow this guy, this thing, this project, whatever. They just have to duplicate what that first follower is doing. Now, of course, this is not to diminish what all, all the other followers are. It's not like, well, you've got the leader who's good and the first follower who's also good, and then you've got the the useless herd of whatever. No, 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 no. But that that middle that middle layer that's labeled first follower in that. Okay, so what Chad did here. And, you know, maybe the metaphor, I'm pushing it too far or whatever, and it's a microcosm of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. All the standard disclaimers. But what Chad did is said, okay, Eric, you have discerned that something out there, Apple, iMovie, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, whatever, professes that this sort of thing may sort of be possible. That's, that's the leader out there. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to act I'm going to I'm going to to follow those those instructions. I'm going to engage in that. Do what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, take this and click it and drag it. I mean really it might it could be as fundamental as that. You might be listening to this and saying, "Okay, Eric, he told you to drag a clip." And then cutaway shows up. Okay. But he actually did it and didn't just say, oh, yeah, yeah, that should be possible, but did it from a, from the level that I'm at. I mean, this is not, yeah, I wrote iMovie and I know it's coded to do that. No, I'm a guy. Chad's a guy. We're just doing some video stuff. And Chad says, yeah, I hear what you're describing and here's how I've done it. Here are the steps that I followed. I think that's really, I think that's kind of interesting. I think it's really interesting, um, and it, it then is cause for me to reflect on, you know, our role as technology consultants versus coaches. I've been thinking a lot about coaching and a coaching model. Um, what does good, what does good coaching look like, and how do you uh, the the motivation side of coaching? And you can really only choose people who have, you can only coach people who have chosen to, to sit under your authority as coach. You know, you can't manipulate people into listening to you, you know, all that sort of stuff, which then has that, relates directly to us in the, in the technology consultation world. But what is a teacher or professor? Those of you who are on Facebook, um, and friended to me, if not, go ahead. Um, I'm out there, EM Larson. Um, I had an interesting conversation going. He's like, "What? What is? A, what is a good teacher, professor, instructor, whatever?" Okay, those are all different things. So sure, pick whatever word you want. What role when you step into an educational environment of any kind, uh, particularly higher ed, um, but pick your environment. What do you expect from your teacher? Do you expect a coach, a mentor, um, you know, a trainer? just a, a resource, a, um, a step-by-step instructor, all the above, none of the above. I think it's different for each person. I think that's why teaching is, uh, is a challenge. The old, those who can do, those who can't do teach. Um, I don't think that's true. So anyway, uh, enough of that. 
thanks again, Chad, for uh, pointing me in the right direction. Uh, the rest of you can wish me luck as I sit down with Kendall and we start playing with iMovie. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we have another month ahead of us. May is coming up. And we're actually in May, if you look at the recording date of this, with snow on the ground here in Minnesota. Like new, fresh snow. It's snowing outside right now on May 3rd. Not even going to comment on that. Uh, so remember to uh, keep listening. I'm going to see if I can't really try to stick to the weekly thing. Keep those calls coming to 206-339-3742. It also spells out 206-339-ERIC, which is pretty convenient. Um, send an email to eric at ericast.com that will forward right through to me um, or feel free to tweet or facebook or comment just know that those get um those get lost more than the calls so like dan digital dan glad you're out there so happy that you uh, you you facebook me and stuff um and you'll notice i rarely say that because it's kind of the calls i focus on because audio is sort of crucial for a podcast so 206-339-3742 thank you for listening and until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.